0: 50 WSB, depend on it. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine.
1: Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour one of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am Eric Von Hessler, joined by the uh, publisher of Poets, Artists, and Madmen, Patrick Best. Hello. My lovely... When I say lovely, I mean just good old-fashioned, good-looking. Oh, yeah. Jared Yamamoto, my, produce, my lovely producer. Good afternoon. And English Nick, who is both uh, beautiful and not from this country. And that's why he's called English Nick. <laughs> and very old-fashioned. <laughs> very old-fashioned. Sometimes. Old-fashioned for the old country. <laughs> First. I'm in a you know I'm in a good mood today. <clears throat> I think mostly because football has actually started in in the world. It's it's a double edged coin for me because I'm 51 and I recognize now that once football starts, it's just this down like like within 12 <laughs> hours we're at Christmas and a new year and I'm older. I understand that, but I love the game of football so much and I'm 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 amped up for the pros to start on Thursday and then next Sunday and yesterday college football. I have a little bit of a gripe with college football, and I I know we have to get to our headlines and everything, but after all, my name is on the marquee, so if I have a gripe, I'll go with it. Why so many teams open up with the cupcake games this year? I'm I'm looking around the whole schedule. I got Direct I've got, got nine thousand three hundred twenty-seven stations. If there's uh, if there's two uh, colleges no one's ever heard of in mm-hmm. Iowa playing somewhere in the six hundreds, I've I can get all I can watch that game. I'm looking all over for just good competitive games. I found maybe two and a half. I give Alabama Wisconsin the half because. For the first half, there was something interesting to watch, and then it became a blowout. I don't understand, if you're a football fan, how you get all excited when your team opens up against a high school team. I love UGA. I love the UGA fan base. I do not understand how you go to Athens, have get, get, you know... uh, have a tailgate party get all excited like your team gets a touchdown and you're jumping up and down they're playing a scrimmage game against a high school level team i don't how do you how do you know how do you know what what how good your team is i was driving in early this morning i heard the the guys on the, on the radio, on WSB, and uh, I think that the uh, quarterback did very well. How do you know? How do you know? He played, they played a high school team. It's a confidence uh, booster. It's, it's a, I guess. I, you need scrimmages, right? It's like a preseason game, except it's the real season. And don't get me wrong. I understand the economics of it, and it's actually a good thing. It's a way to spread money from the larger teams to the smaller teams. Keeps everybody stronger. I get that, but, you know, have like three weeks in the middle of the season where everybody plays their cupcake games and get them out of the way then. I don't see how you get all excited for your team when you're playing against, like I said, a high school, high school football team. Look at the Falcons. Right? They got to open up the first week against the Eagles. Now, if the NFL was, the col- was college and they had rankings, the Eagles would probably be in the top five of any power rankings going into the season. So Game one. If you're a Falcons fan, you can get really excited because you're going to know at the end of that game. Both teams are going to know at the end of the game what they got, whether they're competitive. I just don't quite understand how you can get all excited and go tailgate and then just jump up and down when your team get, scores a touchdown against basically 14-year-olds.
0: Right, but it has a great opportunity to get the fifth-string
1: guy in. Yeah, he's going to get some playing time. <laughs> it's a preseason game, right? It's really it's a preseason game. Right. I just feel like in college, I think that. I know that with scheduling, it's it's not possible to do it everywhere. But there should be a lot of competitive games that first weekend because I'm starving for football. And I have my favorites, but I just love the game of football. I'll watch two teams. I don't care who they are. If it's a close game, I'm interested. And so to get all excited and then only be able to find maybe two games that have any kind of consequence whatsoever you know, is a little bit annoying. But I'm glad football is here and between... College and I think that uh, UGA opens up with a bunch of cupcakes, right? I mean Vanderbilt's yeah. a real program, but they they're terrible now. And then they play like you know what do they play? We uh,
0: we I, play Southern.
1: Oh yeah, Southern which is Georgia a huge Power. <laughs> no, no, Georgia Southern.
0: Southern. Georgia Southern's <laughs> later in the year. We play Southern. <laughs> <Georgia> <laughs> Southern.
1: <laughs> I just you know I understand why the cupcake games are there, and I understand that overall it's probably a good thing for the for the. For sports, for college sports, but not game, not the opening weekend. Let's see some, you know, let's see some good stuff on the opening weekend. Also, if anybody is out there that can hear me, this is a radio station, so I'm assuming there's some people can hear me. Um, uh, If you're at Dragon Con, uh, get off my Facebook and Twitter feed, please. I know you're there, and I know I'm not there. And it may you you may not understand this, but I'm not there by choice, and I could have. I, I know I know that I've been underemployed for two years, but I do still have the means to attend Dragon Con if I wanted to. I'm not there by choice, and I really don't, you know, okay, there's the guy, and he's dressed up like the Star Wars thing, and okay, wonderful, fantastic, you're there and I'm not there. You went to Dragon Con this weekend. I,
2: I did. I went last night just to kind of people watch, so, and it's, I mean, it's fantastic, but those... uh. Those uh, those nerds don't know how to drink. I'll tell you that. Well, uh, by about well, one o'clock in the morning, it's a it's a uh, quite a show.
1: You know the the, the hidden story, or the the crazy uh, sexual exploits that go on around DragonCon. These uh these guys they they and gals they let it go. They let it go. Oh they're, yeah, they're buttoned up IT specialists all year long, and then woo the the, the revelry begins at DragonCon. You there, Patrick?
0: I was I was there for a few hours on uh, Friday, and it was the first time that I've ever been to uh, DragonCon, and it was it's like the happiest place on earth for nerds. <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody was so happy. Yeah. They were smiling, and and I did take some photos, Eric, I you. did post nah, them on Facebook. Uh, probably you, just because I I was shocked by like the the amount of time that was put into these costumes. I mean, like I thought it was like the real Boba Fett.
1: Yes. like from Star Wars I mean, this well that's because you were telling look, me and you're too nice to say this on the air you, you were saying that there's a little bit of, a, a, of an obesity problem at Dragon Con <laughs> that uh, there's an awful lot of heavy folk not yeah, all of them of course there was a lot
0: of like wheezing and the yeah, like yeah. there, but, <laughs> but they were so
1: happy alright Hey, dude, you're standing in line. Why, why, why are you, I got to get an autograph. Why are you breathing like this? You've been standing in line for five hours.
0: And, and, like the, 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 the Marriott and the Hyatt were like rascal friendly. They were like... Absolutely. <laughs> they were getting around with uh, the little scooters. It yeah, was cool. It's,
1: you know, and then the, the same guy that we were just talking to here. Yeah, this guy. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm jumping out of order here, but I think it's... One of our head, headline stories, not really of consequence, that the Star Wars toys went. Uh, yeah, the Star Wars toys went. Star Wars toys. Star Wa- Star Wars toys went on sale this weekend. And these pe- adults, grown men, grown men are standing in lines for like Black hours Friday. and hours and hours to get a hold of these Star Wars toys. Because my understanding is they're just going to make a limited number and then that's it. If you don't get them, they'll never be available again. I understand being excited about Star Wars. It's awesome. All right. All right. All right. Dude, you've been standing <laughs> in line for- That's Vader impression, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. All the time. All right. This is this is how he sounds after standing in line for four hours. <laughs> Luke. Stood in one place. Luke, give me that toy. <laughs> I I'm understand. your father. Get out of the way. I understand being excited about the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> All right, pull back now. I understand. I understand about being excited about it. I watched the first Star Wars in 1977 in a theater. I was 14 or something. I don't know what I was—13 or 14, 12. I have no idea. But I was uh, whatever I was in in 77. You do the math. I was born in 64. So I've, I've watched Star Wars. Me and my friends used to pretend we were on the ships and play. And you know, I'm very excited about it. But as a 51 year old man, there's something that I seem to understand that many other people who are my age don't, which is those. You could saunter into a Toys R Us next February and pick up any of those toys. You don't have to be the first to have it. When the new Star Wars movie comes out, like the last three have been terrible, but this looks like it's going to be done right, and right. I'm excited to see that because I am a fan of the franchise. And guess what? You know what? I, it's going to come out like Christmas Day or sometime in December. Guess when Eric's going to see it? 2 or 3 weeks later I will saunter into a movie right. theater and I will watch the movie. Here's the news. Here's the news. It's going to be the exact same movie Nuh-uh. experience for me as anyone else, it'll be me and 10 other deadbeats and I'll be I won't have to stand in line, I won't have to you know, to it, myself like porta potties.
0: Uh, unfortunately, you'll probably know the entire story before you go see the nah, movie. But no, no. Social no. media. That's oh, yeah, true. Know, it's it's what's gonna good.
1: be revealed? It's the first, in in uh, it's gonna be a bunch of unanswered questions by the end of it. So, and also, it's easy to sort of get around that and just sort of stay away from that for a couple of weeks. Okay. And, you know, people tend to put spoiler alert on things, and you you move past. But I would watch it anyways if I, if I found out that what everything. Yes, it's not that important. Right. It's it's entertainment, and and I will go in. And I'll just decide is this a good me and my buddy (laughs) Boba Fett over here I don't even know which one Boba Fett is he was the the,
0: the
1: bounty hunter who was the the bounty hunter who was the big one Uh, the huge uh, Java the Hutt Jabba the Hutt he's He's here it's it's fine that you look up to these characters (laughs) but I think too many male Star Wars fans have looked up to Jabba the Hutt Jabba 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 (laughs) I can I, I like, corrected you. Well, I, I need to be corrected, because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I The first Star Wars movie, which I guess is the fourth in the trilogy. <laughs> yes, yes. It's so weird. But the first one in 1977, that's the one that I love. Okay. I love that movie, and I know everyone says the next one's the best one. Yeah, Empire Strikes it, Back.
0: Empire Strikes Back was my favorite.
1: It's probably a better movie. Uh, but it just didn't grab me the way that the first one did. Because when I saw the first one, I'd never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really did look like they were on another planet, another world somewhere. And it was the the laser play and everything was just amazing for a 13-year-old, or if anybody's done the math yet, whatever the hell I was in <laughs> 1977. You were 13, Eric. And Empire Strike Back was just like a good movie. Right. You know, but it, I'd seen some of it before. So... Uh, so I'm 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 excited for these things and I'm glad people are enjoying Dragon Con but uh relax you're you're 50 relax uh you know it, and uh and with the college football please I, I beg you next year as uh, just an overall fan of football can I have like 6 or 7 choices between competitive games no. that I could watch <laughs> Hey, hear those two guys before me. I'm sure they know everything about uh, UGA. He's like, well, what, what, what grade? would you give them. I give them uh, an A. Well, why? They play the high school team. How can you know? How can you know what to give them? I don't understand it. I'll say UGA opens up against North Carolina next year, so that's good. Oh, well, that's we're start. working up. We already have next year's schedule. oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's already oh, out. My God, that's how old I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I know what I'll be doing next year: complaining about the same thing. You hope <laughs> on a Sunday that's uh, next to this next year. All right, we're supposed to do headlines. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 84 today, and that translates to an 8 on the Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. There yeah, we were talking about Star Wars. as it got off track here right from the very beginning, but I don't care. I like it. We have not done our headlines yet, uh, but I was also complaining about the college football opening because I couldn't find maybe three games on the whole schedule a- across all of my... Uh, Direct TV stuff, uh, maybe three games that were somewhat competitive. And uh, I guess uh, Greg you're, Russ, are Your
2: misanthrope friend in New York City yeah, chimed he, in. He texted, yes. He said, Tell Eric that it's simple. With one loss in college football, you're often out of the championship picture. You don't want to open the season with a disappointment. If the big teams play right away, a whole fan base will immediately be let down. All right,
1: I understand that. I understand that. I, I get that. And maybe that's the best thing. You don't want three or four teams to know mm. that they're not going to be national champions in week two but what i don't understand is how the fan base still responds to a touchdown in these games as if you just got a touchdown in the national championship game like as a fan of uga i'm sorry i cannot jump up and down and give high fives to all my bro friends because we just scored a touchdown on as i've said before a high school I I I don't understand how the fan base gets that excited about a cupcake game. I really don't. They've been locked away all summer. I get that. I get that. I get that. But (laughs) I mean, I I, so it's just I understand that you don't want to mess up everybody's schedule but then again that's kind of weird isn't it shouldn't it just be about competition and let's go let's get it going wouldn't you i would want to know as a as a fan when the falcons play the eagles on monday night in in week one as a fan of the falcons when that game is over you are going to know something about your team right win or lose they could lose the game by three points and you'd still know you had a good team but you're going to know something about your team i you know how how excited would you get if you if if Matt Ryan just threw a touchdown to Julio Jones you know against the best high school team in the nation, would you get excited? I, no. <laughs> I wouldn't get excited. So I, I don't quite understand that aspect. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and to be fair, too, Ohio State won the national championship last year. They lost week one. So, I mean, you, you really can lose the first week of the season and be totally fine. Exactly.
0: And to that point, they don't play this year. They're number one team, the ranked team in the country, and they don't have one team on their schedule that is ranked in the top 25. Wow.
1: The whole year. The whole year. Well, a lot of that's because the, well, the Big Ten is so weak. They right. can't help that. But, uh, yeah, that's so they're, they're going to dance. They're, they're, yeah. they're going to be in <laughs> they're gonna, the uh, They're going to the dance So the end, yeah. so, uh, that's, I mean, I love football. And, and as, as somebody who wants to just watch competitive football, they've got to work it out in college. So at least there's five or six games over the whole country that are somewhat competitive and just fun to watch if you don't care who wins or, or who loses. And we were also talking about Dragon Con uh, before we – I heard something on the way in. Mary Ellen was doing uh, – her, her news report and did a thing on Dragon Con. and I heard this clip. can you play the, the what the, I don't know what number is five, please?
2: It's like coming home to like all the people that are like you.
1: Oh, it. It's awesome. All right now Jared Yamamoto pulled that clip for me. How long was that clip? Uh, it's five seconds. five seconds. Play it again.
2: It's like coming home to like all the people that are like you. Oh, it. It's awesome.
1: She used the word <laughs> like three times. In five seconds, and as I hear it, that time I think one time was proper. Let me hear it again.
2: It's like coming home to like all the people that are like you.
1: Okay, awesome. I'll give it the last one. Yeah, all the people that are like you. The word is actually used in context and properly. <laughs> five seconds. Five seconds. She uses the word like twice wrong. This guy's hitting on her, probably. Like, the IT specialist. Like? The like. IT specialist who's having... You like my tablet? <laughs> you like my tablet, lady? All right, when we return, we're going to get some... a costume. We're going to get to some headlines, and we're going to mix in some campaign chaos oh. when we return.
0: Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB.
1: Welcome back. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Patrick Best is here. Jared Yamamoto is here. English Nick is here. You know, if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. In this Sunday's Atlanta Journal Constitution, you'll find a special report looking at Confederate symbols on display. Inside the Georgia State Capitol Building. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And it is now time for... Headlines of the Week. But here's the deal. I kind of went off on a rant on college football and Star Wars. So we're going to mix two things together. Yes, we're going to do Headlines of the Week. But we're also going to do this. I've decided
0: I'm a candidate for president of the United States. I am
2: running for president... officially running for
1: president of the United <laughs> <laughs> Campaign Chaos So this is where we usually where we're gonna do campaign chaos. So we didn't get to any headlines in the first half hour. That was my fault. And there's a couple that I do want to get to. So let's start with a headline Jared, and then we'll bounce to Patrick I, I, for the campaign. I'm chaos. so
2: confused, and right? I don't even know what to do. That's so
1: that's keep them in confusion. That's the whole idea I have here.
2: So how about this? Let's start in uh, Rowan County, Kentucky, where or County Clerk Kim Davis has been jailed after refusing to issue same-sex marriage
1: licenses. I believe we have cut four. I believe we have cut four. It's down there. It's in a pile. The Supreme Since
2: Court today. denied your say. We are not issuing marriage licenses today, sir. So Based would, on what? I would ask you all to Why are you not issuing marriage
1: licenses it? today?
2: Because I'm not. Under whose authority? Are you authority not issuing the licenses?
1: God's authority. Authority. Under God's authority. Uh, you yeah, all right. Got a little problem there. Huh? I know I know you that's enough. God? That's enough. So, there's a couple things on this one. Kim Davis obviously shouldn't have that job. Okay? Right. Uh, and any any candidate running for the Republicans right now who are on her side have forfeited their right to be president of the United States, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I'm going to get to another side of this, because I think this woman is being beaten up uh, in the press in a way that's not correct. I'm not anti this woman. In my opinion, she is engaging in an act of civil disobedience. Now, that's a time-honored tradition where when your conscience is doesn't line up with the law, then you allow yourself to be arrested and you go to jail. But I don't understand what this lady wants or the Republicans that favor her because, look, I like to get right down to the nub of it. I don't like to play around on the edges. Kim Davis wants to live in a theocracy. There's no way around that. She wants God's law to supersede the law of the United States of America. And if you're on her side, that's what you want 100%, whether you want to face that or not. Because here's the deal. You can't choose a law and say, well, she's right this time on this law. Because the way that it works is, if you let her do this, whether you like it or not, it means that anybody's right at any time about any law who is in that position. You are opening it up legally to say, if you have a moral problem with any laws of the United States, and you work for the government, and you execute those laws, you carry those out... If, if Kim Davis is allowed to say no because of this, that means every county clerk in every county everywhere is allowed to say no when they when they disagree with something that you, who are on Kim Davis's side, may agree with. Right. There are plenty of people who didn't like going to war in the in the early 2000s. Plenty of them paid taxes and paid for that war. All right. There are soldiers who fought in, in the history of this country. Many soldiers have fought on battlefields that they disagreed with. If you asked them personally, should we be here doing this right now, they would say no. But they recognized... That their job was to follow those orders. They're, they recognized where where they were on the chain. It wasn't for a soldier to say, "Well, I'm just going to sit down on the battlefield because I don't believe that the." Let's forget about whether you believe in the war. I don't believe in the tactics that the that my commander has. It just doesn't work that way. Right now, on the other side of it, I think on social media and everywhere, where this woman is being you know excoriated for being so backward. And all that, I would say to the people on the left, you love civil disobedience. It's a time honored tradition in this country that if you don't like something, you stand there. She didn't fight, she didn't punch anybody, she didn't right? No. And then she allowed herself to go to jail. Now, I think that she has her own personal issues. To be honest with you, I think she is seeking martyrdom. I don't know about her whole makeup. She's been married herself three or four times. Yeah, <laughs> so sort of, four marriages. Yeah, and what I would ask, what, what, what I would ask Kim Davis is how far are you willing to take this? Have you ever allowed uh, two people to get married in your county when people knew that one of them was an adulterer? So, how do you pick and choose from the Bible and say, on this one, I, I'm, I'm just not going to issue any marriage certificate because adultery is against one of the Ten Commandments, I believe. I am not an yeah, expert. Yeah. I'm not a biblical. You know, have you ever in, in your time as county clerk issued a, a marriage license to someone who has uh, coveted their neighbor's oxen or whatever the language is? <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, I'm being silly, but I'm, I, what I'm uh, saying is that you can't pick <clears throat> and choose. You can't decide that this is the biblical precept by which I will not carry out the laws of the land. If you're going to tell me that you're not going to give a, 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 a marriage certificate to same-sex marriages because you believe God's against it, then you have to be consistent and never give a marriage certificate to anyone exactly. who has ever broken any of God's commandments. So that's you know that's a that's a tall order. And then I would say the same thing as I have before to the pizza makers and the bakers. Have you ever baked a cake for an adulterer? You know, have you ever baked a cake for an eight-year-old kid's birthday party when everybody in the town knows that dad, you know, had a thing a couple of years ago? Because it's all or nothing. You can't just decide that this one really matters to God, but the other ones God doesn't care so much about. So I can give. I, I can continue to issue. The, uh, beyond that, heterosexuals have ruined marriage. So much in this country, I don't know how any of them could say that anyone could do worse. It's one out of every two marriages and in divorce. Think about that. Right, Half of the people who stand in front of their friends and family and say forever and ever and sickness and health and all of that, don't do it. So marriage is not exactly something that was in a perfect place before the Supreme Court uh, issue. And for Mike Huckabee and Ted Cruz and a uh, few others to jump in on her side... I say, you have forfeited your right to be president of the United States. You should understand law and order. And if Kim Davis really doesn't like this, she can't be fired. So she needs to resign or else she's going to be impeached. That's the way to get out of this is they impeach her and then they let her out of jail because she can't do the job anymore. But the proper thing to do when you are morally conflicted with something like this and you are a civil servant is you resign. And then if Kim Davis doesn't like the way the laws are going, she can run for some legislative office. I know she ran for county clerk, but she needs to run to become a state senator or in the House of Representatives or uh, a senator in D.C. and get involved in the bodies that actually write law and present cases to the Supreme Court. If you want to get involved in different ways, you can get involved. Absolutely. But the idea, it doesn't matter if you agree with Kim Davis – if you completely agree with Kim Davis and you don't like the fact that there's gay marriage now in this country, if you're an American, you should say get her out of the way because we can't have this. We can't, there's plenty of laws that I disagree with. You know, I don't get to... You know, the Republicans who hate sanctuary cities, I agree with them. It's the same thing. It's a city deciding we're just not going to go along with the laws right. and being allowed to get away with it. So if you're in favor of Kim Davis... Whether you know it or not, and I hate to do this on this show to bring things back to logic, but if you are a conservative voter who is in favor of Kim Davis, then you're also in favor of sanctuary cities. Two plus two equals four. That's it, because you're in favor of individuals and municipalities standing up and saying, we're not going to follow the law because we don't agree with it.
2: She also just got elected, too. If She assumed the office on January 5th of this year. I mean, yeah. I-, I would have a lot more respect for her if she had a political career and a track to go on and a record to actually go on, but she just well, assumed be that interesting.
1: office. It would be interesting to know and find out if she had run with this in mind. Like, gay marriage was coming down the pike at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that in her campaign... She said something about this, but if she said nothing about this, then it's a complete surprise to people. We're a nation of laws. Kim Davis is not being bullied because of her religion. She's not being oppressed because of her religion. As far as I know, Kim Davis can go to church seven days a week, 24 hours a day, worship any God that she wants. She still lives in a country where her religious freedom is protected in the sense that she's allowed to worship anyone that she wants. But you can't mix that into executing the laws of, of the of the, of the the land. Right. It's, at that point, you are arguing for a theocracy. See, again, you have to look in the mirror and understand what you're doing. You are arguing for a theocracy because you can't argue that this is one person, one case, and one time that's right, and I think it should be on her side and they'll have no consequences in the law further down the line. It doesn't work that way. The law is always a slippery slope. It's always about precedent, and if one person can do it on this issue, that means your local county clerk can do it Because they disagree with you and what you voted for. And now they don't want to do it because of that reason. So you have to be in favor of law and order. If you don't like the Supreme Court stand, then get into law. (laughs) Argue cases before the Supreme Court. Get into the legislative body. Make law. Do what you can. But you can't be somebody whose job is just to basically rubber stamp things and decide, I'm throwing the rubber stamp away because I have a personal objection to this. I just wish people would argue what they're really arguing in this country. Right. From the left and from the right. If you're on Kim Davis's side, you're arguing for a theocracy. Because it's impossible to argue for one exception, that's it, we'll never come back and knock at your door again. You're arguing for a theocracy. She is not being oppressed for her religion because her constitutional rights to worship as she wishes are still in place and she is able to worship as she wishes. She is not able to supersede the laws of the land because of her ideas. That is something that we do collectively with our with our legislature, our Supreme Court, and our executive branch. So that's my... Uh, again, I don't want to beat up on her because I do think that people on the left should understand that this is an act of civil disobedience. And editorial rooms usually love that. Mm-hmm. And when it comes right. to the left, they love civil disobedience. So she has a right to believe what she believes. Sure. And she's decided to go to jail for it. Unfortunately, I think she's got a little bit of a martyr complex going on. Yes. They tried to give her three or four exits, and she wouldn't take it. And she's not going to change this. Something like 56% of millennial Republicans are for gay marriage. This is not going to be turned around. She has a right to disagree. And she has a right to showboat a little bit, which I think she is also going on. She has the right to step down, too. Well, you know, she right? should resign. When you work for the president, for instance, and you're a part of the cabinet, then, and you don't like what the president's about to do... You don't say, no, I'm not going to give that order, Mr. President. You resign, and then you go write a book about it and tell people your side of the story. That's the proper way out. She's neither a hero or uh, an anti-hero, you know? she's it's, it's America. She's doing her thing. When we return, we'll get to either campaign chaos or more headlines. I'll decide during the commercial break. Welcome back. I don't feel like introducing everybody again. There's a lot of us in the room. WSB's Kirk Mellish predicting a high around 84 and an eight on the Mellish meter. This is weather report. This weather report is brought to you by ShoeMate, the official air conditioning of summer. Is that that Steven Tyler country song? We're, we're gonna have to talk about it Night Rage. All right, all right, <coughs> all right, Rage. All right, tape, table it for now. We'll we will talk about it. <laughs> people are outraged that Steven Tyler is doing a country song I am I'm outraged at country music in general (laughs) just in general I think I'll so we got one headline in and uh, so let's try to get a campaign chaos story in here, Patrick. All right. This is Patrick Best, by the way. <laughs>
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, uh, Donald Trump has vowed that he will not run as a third-party candidate if he doesn't get the GOP nomination.
1: That's nice to know. What are we, like four or five months <laughs> into the... he <laughs> yeah. decided to come around. Uh, He's what so is so
0: serious about it, he, is, he signed a non-binding agreement. <laughs> I know. What's, uh, I like the idea. Does he go to jail if he
1: doesn't? <laughs> it's uh, cut three, Mark, get... The best way for the Republicans to win is if I win the nomination and go directly against whoever they happen to put up. And for that reason, I have signed the pledge.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Was there one guy there? One (laughs) one drunk guy at the bar.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, actually. (laughs) So It's uh, it's interesting that the response there. So he's in South Carolina, I think, when he's saying this, right? No, he's in the Trump Towers. Oh, so. he's in the Trump Towers. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was actually in South Carolina. It would yeah. be more interesting to find out what the, what the voters of South Carolina thought, but I think that he let his people down a little bit. Play that again, and before you hear the yeah, there's dead, there's just nothing. The best way for the Republicans to win is if I win the nomination and go directly against whoever they happen to put up, and for that reason... I have signed the pledge. Crickets. Crickets. (laughs) Yeah, all right. (laughs) All right. After all, I mindlessly accept anything you tell me anyway. So (laughs) I I don't even... In this surreal campaign season that we're in, he signed a non-binding pledge... And what happens if he decides that he's going to run a third party? He can never eat waffles in South Carolina again? What is the what is it that he possibly gives up by not... And I think that his people were a little let down. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they would have liked for Donald Trump to say, okay, fine, because we have to explain, he wasn't going to be allowed to be on the ballot in South Carolina for the primary if he didn't sign this. And I think that the Donald... I'll call them Trumpians. I believe the Trumpians... Would have wanted him to forego that and say, I'm gonna win this without South Carolina. I'm gonna break everything to pieces, you know? And whether that would have been a smart move or not, he probably did the smart thing. But again, there's no consequence. And here's the thing with Donald Trump maybe he is gonna get the nomination, maybe he's gonna be the next president. But if he doesn't get the nomination, Let's say Jeb Bush gets the nomination. This does happen. Republicans hated Romney. He was the last man standing. Republicans weren't digging McCain. He was the last man standing. Sometimes the guy with the money and the establishment sticks around, and he's the strongest. And then people begin to rally around him in the final months, try to win the election. So what if Jeb Bush actually is the last man standing and gets the nomination? How in the world... Can Donald Trump, so the nomin- he gets nominated on Thursday night usually, so I'm supposed to believe that Donald Trump on a Tuesday night at the convention is going to give a rousing speech about how everyone should go out? And vote for this guy that he's called a loser and low energy. And yes.
2: Yeah, he's got an out actually in the clause, too. It says that the Republican Party has to treat him fairly, which right. that's a very, very broad statement right there. and by
1: the way, this is a guy who uh, who he considers fairly whether and how much he kisses behind. Right. He <laughs> kisses behind, you're treating him fair. Uh, he did a, an interview with a, a conservative talk guy in. California named Hugh Hewitt who asked him a few questions, pointed questions about things going on on the ground in the Middle East and the Donald didn't really know what the hell he was talking about and then I I see all these stories about gotcha questions. When did questions that have to do with things that you're going to have to deal with when you're President of the United States, how are they gotcha questions? I never bought into this gotcha question thing. It's like uh, Sarah Palin what do you read? How is that a gotcha question? Ask me what I read. Ask me. What are you reading? I don't know. Wall Street Journal. Uh, you see a lot of blogs. Uh, USA Today from time to time. It's, ooh, what a gotcha question. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. All right, there's a lot of outrage in this world. We've covered some of it, we'll cover more with Outrage Corner and English Nick when we return.